Blog Talk Radio. I'm Diana from Delivering the Truth and Exposing the Lies. Join Russ and myself every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. until 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time while we deliver the truth about what's really going on in the world. You don't want to miss our shows. See you then. Global government, the mystery school, agenda 23, chemtrails and geoengineering, manufactured. That's right. The Jokers and Jesters comedy tour is back on the road. We are currently promoting our second Amazon Prime special. Government, the Mystery School, Agenda 2030, Chemtrails and Geoengineering, Manufactured Disasters. We live in a time when awareness about current events and big media deception is critical to be prepared for the events that are rapidly descending upon us. This is Russ from Delivering the Truth and Exposing the Lies. Join Diana and me every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. as we expose the truth big media keeps lying about. Herbal medicine, the globalist real agenda, seen through the propaganda. Thursday nights at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll see you there. Good evening. I'm Diana. And I'm Russ. And we're delivering the truth and exposing the lies. And it wasn't a lie that I told you your voice would be the best thing I've heard all day, Russ. Say that again. Sorry about that. What'd you say? Oh, was that our Rumble account that was on its delay? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's fine now. It's all... It's all good. It's all good. Just trying to play producer and co-host at the same time is a little bit fun. That's all. I no problem. But we should add the switchboard in there for you, and then you could have really fun. We'll put three arms on you. No, I was saying that I was saying it was the truth when I said it wasn't a lie when I said that your voice will probably be the best thing I've heard today. Oh, my God. All right. Oh, yeah? What happened today? Oh, you know, life on life's terms. You know how that goes, right? Yeah, so just lots of life stuff, huh? I know how it goes. Uh, yeah, I know Let's you do. Over on that spot okay. Pond and, well, what is going on? Anything you want to share? Anything that I, well, I mean, you know, people like to do what they like to hear are, uh, and there's already people on the switchboard, so I have to remind people, if you're listening, that's fine. Um, you could listen away, but if you want to talk or ask questions, you have to hit one um, to raise your hand so that we can unmute you. Tell them about the Rumble channel real quick and the website, Russ. Yeah, if you want to go to deliveringthetruth.com, we have a live stream there. We have a chat room there. Um, you can watch right from the Delivering the Truth website. There's also a link right above where you watch the videos where you can jump to Rumble and watch it right on Rumble if you prefer that. So just go to DeliveringTheTruth.com and you can catch it all there. Yeah, and um, our website's doing pretty good. And, of course, our link to our affiliates are on there also, Um, U.S. Herb Shop, uh, Soleil, which are literally the best 
inserts for shoes that you can get. Um, they ship out of Canada, and they're amazing. I Ever since I started wearing them, aside from getting reflexology, um, I never have any plantar fasciitis flare-ups anymore. So um, I would definitely recommend checking those out. And after this week of after this week of spraying, oh my God, get on the Zeolite and whatever else you can um, on between those two websites because they nearly kill us. And I, I, I mean, the amount of people that text me and text pictures and you know, I feel like there's so many more people that are waking up. I mean, not to the standards that we would like. But I think there's so many more people that are waking up when it comes to what the skies are looking like and and questioning, just questioning, you know, what the hell is that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they really should because, you know, I've been a sky watcher all my life. And I can tell you right now that, that the engines that jets use, which are called high-bypass, modern engines called high-bypass turbofan engines, they do not create trails. That's why when I, from the time I started watching the sky when I was probably five or seven years old all the way up through adulthood, I have never in my life seen a trail come out of a jet engine ever, not long, not short, not persistent, not non-persistent, never. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it happened one day in November, November of 2005, I saw big trails mm-hmm. come over the house where I lived and in the town I lived in, which was Jamestown, New York. That's where I lived. I actually left Jamestown because the spring was so bad I couldn't handle it. Absolutely horrible. So <laughs> Jamestown's a dump now that. anyway, so it's but a dump now anyway. You don't want to do that. I said Jamestown well, is a dump. Well, I, I, I like Jamestown. I like the people place. there. You know, I, I would have loved to have lived there. I know New York State is ridiculous with taxes. It's just the, the politics are really rough. But you know what? The day that they hit us with a chemtrail, within uh, within 30 to 40 minutes, the air got this metallic taste, started burning my sinuses, made me feel inflamed. I got inflamed. I had joint. So all of this stuff happened the very same day that that first the first day I seen a plume come out of a jet. And so mm-hmm. I was outside with my employees. I had three employees at the time. We're outside looking at the sky. We're like, what is going on? What is this? Yeah. Right. And uh, one of my, two of my employees actually could smell and taste it. One of them couldn't at all. And taste and smell is very subjective that way. turns out that cortisol, if you had a rough childhood or you uh, had a lot of cortisol in your life, that you are much more prone to having a very sensitive sense of taste and smell. So, well, that yeah. explains a lot, doesn't it, <laughs> for the both of us? <laughs> I know. Rough childhood means you're a foodie when you grow up. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I don't know about that, but um, I think well, that, me. you know, it, it certainly, it's cer- it, it cer- a foodie, it certainly does um, contribute to a lot of things, you know. And I'm, I'm a firm believer that if you, you know, what gets buried alive stays alive, so you kind of got to work on this stuff. But, um, you know, we could do another whole topic on, or show on that, uh, but... I mean, sure. I mean, elevated levels of cortisol is not good for the body no matter what age you are, you know. And, and given the situation of the way that our country and world is right now, everybody's adrenals are burnt out. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, 
And mercury does that, too. I mean, this is one thing I've studied more than anything. I know I bring it up in every show, but, I mean, mercury burns out your adrenals. Mercury raises your oh. cortisol, it raises your catecholamine, so norepinephrine, epinephrine, uh, dopamine, estrogen, estrogen, this is feminization of men, um, mercury, long-term mm. mercury exposure does all that. Mercury will do mm. that. So, yeah, lots of effects with mercury. can change the way you feel yeah, well, today. No doubt. Any heavy metal, I mean, honestly, mercury is the worst of all of them, but any heavy metal I think would do that. But um, I don't feel like my microphone is working tonight. Do I sound like echoey or do I sound like my uh, microphone let me, is working? Let me listen. Let me listen to your stream for a second. Let me see. It doesn't, it's not, it's for some reason it's not turning on and I don't know why. Oh. No, I'm, uh, on this side from the stream, you're coming through just fine on the stream. Really? That's okay. I don't know. It's just for yep. some reason it's blinking. It's just not turning on or it's not hooking up into my computer. So I'm not sure what what's going on with that. But um, Well, you sound yeah, good. I you mean, sound good. You're coming through. Good. So any, yeah, you know, any heavy metal or, or anything like that, which, you know, again, I'll go back on the importance of the zeolite, um, you know, because the zeolite does cross the blood-brain barrier and it's it's hard to get you know, to that area, and that's where a lot of these heavy metals sit, especially like aluminum, um, you know, is a really, really, you know, dangerous thing. And, you know, we're cooking in aluminum. People cook in aluminum foil. Do not cook in aluminum foil, people. Do not. Do not wrap your potatoes in aluminum foil. Do not line your pans with aluminum foil. Use a good, um, you know, organic wax paper to do that, or parchment paper, I should say, because... You know, I, I cooked before I knew any better, and this is going back decades. I cooked in foil all the time because I didn't know. But, boy, if you heat foil, that crap's leaching right into your food. So don't do that. And, and, yeah, you know, well, here's another thing you know about tomato sauce. If you have tomato sauce, I actually had uh, – I've, I've seen before, like, uh, where people would put uh, tomato sauce or spaghetti with tomato sauce in a aluminum container and with foil over the top. You come back a few hours later, and there's quarter-size holes in the aluminum foil where the acid from the tomato sauce has eaten and dissolved the aluminum right into the sauce. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah I, I, I remember seeing big, this video. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Huh? No, no, I, was, I remember seeing that video and, and seeing something about that. I think it was like in this nutritional group that I'm in, but um, I, I believe it. Yeah, it's it's not not good, so don't do it. But anyway, you could check out that website to buy that. It's hopehealth.thegoodinside.com, and it's on our website. So I want to kind of go, um, you know, before we get off on that tangent, I want you to answer a question that somebody asked me this week, and and if she's listening, uh, maybe you can explain it a little bit better than I did, because you're you're definitely more educated than I am in in the whole chemtrail deal. Uh, so she was asking, she was like, oh, you know, if, you know, why does it, why can't anybody do anything about this? You know, what are we doing about this? And, you know, I just kind of, I treaded lightly and I said, you know, awareness, you know, which, which is what we're doing. And awareness is a good thing because people are finding out about it, you know, which is one good thing about social media, I guess. Uh, but she asked. You know, that was her main question, like, what can we do about this? How do we stop it? So why don't you explain to the listeners a little bit about why we can't? Okay. 
Well, first of all, why we can't directly stop it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it's already illegal. I mean, I know there's people working on legislation. And, you know, not, not trying to come down on people who are trying to do good. I appreciate that. But it's already illegal to spray mass known poisons on the population. You know, this mm-hmm. is already illegal. This is illegal. No amount of legislation is going to stop them because they deny that the program is happening. How many times in history has the military conducted experiments, they call them, or tests, where they have actually done mm-hmm. things that were very harmful for humans. And I actually have a list of those things on the Orbis to Tie website, by the way. Uh, a lot of tests that have been done on people illegally. Nothing ever happened. Nobody ever got punished where they sprayed poisons or biologics on the population without their knowledge or permission or consent. But uh, mm-hmm. they, they did anyway, and nothing ever happened. So legislation is not going to stop this. This is a military operation. The jets that are flying that are leaving the smell and taste are military tankers. They are 747s, 737s, and DC-9s, which are all military aircraft uh, aircraft that are used for tankers. Now, those are made by Boeing. The MD-80 or the, uh, the DC-9 is actually made by Douglas Corporation, which I, uh, was eventually bought by Boeing. But nevertheless, so now they're all Boeing companies. But those are, those are aircraft that were used for commercial aircraft, for flying people around, but they were converted to military tankers. Now, when I go, I can smell and taste this. This all ties into the answer to this question. I can smell and taste this. When I go to an airport, I can smell kerosene, which is essentially what jet fuel is. I can smell it. Mm -hmm. Even we're driving past the airport, even in Bangor, which hardly ever has a jet going by, uh, but especially in Tampa Bay, man, there was a there were lined up jets. I've been there many times at Tampa Airport, an amazing airport. I can smell the kerosene from a mile away. We start approaching the airport. Oh. But the smell and taste of the stuff that is in the air that's being dropped by these jets is not stronger mm-hmm. around airports. It's not stronger. What does that tell us? That it's not mm-hmm. coming from commercial jets. We can verify this by using a online service like flightradar24.com, which allows us to track military, excuse me, commercial jets. When we see a jet in the sky that is not a commercial jet, that doesn't appear on Flight Radar 24, it's because it's a military jet and does not have a transponder. That wow. Without a transponder, they're not trackable. So this is a military operation, and this is why we can't stop it Unless the only way that I know to stop this is you need the commander-in-chief of the military to stop it. He's the only one, as far as I know, my knowledge of law, if there's somebody who knows more than bring it on, but I'm not talking about conventional law. I'm talking about, you know, UCC commercial law and how they contract, the corporation contracts with the people because this goes to, this speaks to all of that stuff. If, if you know it. If you don't know it, don't worry about it for now. But the bottom line is you need a commander-in-chief of the military. He is the one who will stop it. It's already illegal to spray poisons on the population. No amount of legislation is going to change that. So who is the commander-in-chief? Do you know? The president. The president. Mm-hmm. That's right, the president. We need a president in office who will stop this. 
And, yeah, and you know that you know that the one in there ain't going to do nothing. There's never been one in there that would do anything. This no, program, and, and that's a that's a great question because people are all you know the, all the Trumpers, as people that you know call call Trump Trump Trumpers. Um, how come he didn't stop it? Hmm? Yeah, you know what's funny is that after Trump got in office. Right, we still had our group, the Global Skywatch group, that 196,000 people from all over the world, and it was a fantastic group. Loved it. Uh, I I started it about 10 years earlier. We took a long time. It was more than that. It took a long time to actually build it up. Had a lot of great moderators helping us out. It was a big task. I used to spend time on it every day. Facebook has since shut it down. But in that group, after Trump took, Trump took office, people started talking about Q, QAnon, right? Q started saying that Trump was ending chemtrails. And guess what happened in the skies, you know, roughly around the time that that happened? At least in our area, this didn't happen everywhere, but in our area they started really, really, really using almost exclusively short, very non-persistent plumes. Now, Mm. the fallout... The fallout from the jets that I can smell and taste was no different. This is something that people have to understand. You can't judge how bad the air is by how many trails are in the sky because Mm -hmm. they can make small trails, non-persistent trails, and now they actually have jets flying very frequently that have no trails that are leaving intensity in the air. Right now I'm breathing the intensity of the air. Right now as I sit here in my house, the intensity is at – 8.75 8.75 of 10. It is intense. It's burning my sinuses. Mm-hmm. The taste is horrible. It's messing with my head. It's giving me pain and inflammation. Okay? But mm-hmm. there were no persistent trails in the sky today. None. Because they now yeah. are making the short. And QAnon said they had stopped them, said Trump had stopped the chemtrails, and I immediately got on there and started answering, saying, no, he hasn't. I smell and taste them. All they're doing is they're, in some areas, they're making the trails short, non-persistent, so people can't see them. And then they're claiming, yeah. oh, you know, the chemtrails have been stopped. So, no, he didn't, he didn't stop them. Nobody stopped them. Right. And then, no you know, problem. he also, you know, and I'm not, I'm not playing any one side one way or the other because, you know, I hate any type of politics anymore because they're all corrupt. But, um, you know, and I was really heavy into the politics. And, you know, what a bunch of fake, I'll be nice, I'll just say what a bunch of fake. But, um, you know, Trump also had the 5G installed, don't forget, during the lockdowns. During those two weeks of the lockdowns, that was when all the 5G went in. And then, of course, people with the QAnon were saying, oh, he put these boxes on there to protect you from, you know, the radiation of the 5G. Oh, spare me. Why do it at all then? Right? Why do it at all? So I, I, yeah. I'm a firm believer that the 5G has something to do with the vaccines and has something to do with the nanoparticles and, and blah, blah, blah. But that, you know, we're getting into some heavy stuff there that some people might not know about. <laughs> but no, they unfortunately, it's the they truth. Should. They should. Yeah. And it's, and it's the truth. Sadly. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And it, it yeah. Anyway, so what what you got? I mean, I, I could talk about chemtrails all. We had a long conversation the other day. Um, 
And we've got in-depth on some of this stuff. A lot of people don't realize the United States is under at least three states of emergency right now that have been signed off on every president for decades. It's the first act that they do in office, at least back years ago. I don't know if it's their first act anymore, but back when we were researching it, they've all done it. They, sign, they get in office, and the first thing they do is they extend the state of national emergency, which gives the president executive powers. This is why the IRS exists. This is why all the state departments, why the FBA and the FAA exist, because of emergency powers. This stuff under constitutional law is illegal. Okay, think about it. I wish I everybody would think CIA about this for a second. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I wish NSA, CIA. I wish people would think about this for a second. Is that what is the purpose of the legislature, of the Congress and the Senate, passing laws when the president can pass laws with a signal signature with no oversight, using executive order sure. power? He can do yeah. it. Yeah. And Why can he do of it? Of course. And look, at they, look what they did during COVID. Look what they did during COVID with all the, you know, the crazy governors. And I'm talking about New York State Governor Hochul. Well, it, back then it, it was Cuomo, um, the one in, you know, uh, Chicago, all those crazy, uh, Gavin. They all had executive powers through all through COVID. And they passed hundreds of bills that were sitting in the legislation without any checks or balances. Exactly. And this, is, know, this can... is like Rome. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut mm-hmm. you off. I thought you'd stop. No, no, I'm done. No, we're good. Yeah, no, this is like Rome. In Rome, they had a Senate that was kind of made the population feel like they were represented. It was psychology. Make the people feel. I like to zoom out and look at the big picture because once you see the big picture, then all you can then you begin to realize once you really understand the big picture you realize that 95% of what you see going on in politics is theater it's astonishing how deep the theater goes and people that you trust and think you should trust are lying to you but it's like rome mm-hmm. you had the senate and it made the people feel like they were represented but really yeah they could pass laws they could pass policies they could do things that would help make a difference here and there and would help these people and help these people over here a little bit. And it made the people feel good. But the emperor could do whatever he wanted. And, and, and it, mm-hmm. it kind of looked like he could, but he really could. And it's exactly the same system we live under right now with executive order power. It's not constitutional law. And people don't realize that because where is in, in, in the, the artifacts. Now, when you talk about conspiratorial, think, conspiratorial things like this, Sometimes people have a, have a hard time grasping. If you're new to this subject, you're like, well, I can't believe that's true because the news said this and because the senators are saying this. Well, first of all, virtually all of them are in on it, and they know this, but they will never tell you. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, nevertheless, the, you see what I call artifacts. You see artifacts of things that kind of don't fit the narrative. And you've got a narrative, but there's things that just don't fit. Those are like things that uh, that that – allow you to see little glimpses of the truth that they can't hide. How do you have executive order power? How do you have the, the, uh, the, uh, the FDA, for instance, who, who probably isn't responsible for more death and sickness than any other organization on the planet? How do you have yeah, the other that has no oversight? How do they come and raid mm-hmm. people in their homes? They raid people in their yeah. homes. In fact, I have a story, which I'll tell you in a few minutes, about where uh, uh, you know, an Amish farmer got raided, his store got raided for selling natural foods and stuff. Uh, but we've seen this happen. I know per- people personally who this happened to. No legislation, no laws, no court case, no preponderance of evidence, just raided 
rated gunpoint. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you're under executive order power. The Constitution is not in effect. It means nothing. Uh, we went to traffic uh-huh. court. The court said overruled every time we brought up the con- We did this as a test years ago in Tampa. Uh, and the, the judge would just say overruled. And we knew that would be the case. But you have to understand that because that court, as long as it's flying the golden fringe flag, has nothing to do with the Constitution. So anyway, that's why we can't get rid of chemtrails without, uh, if you're going to try to change the system from within the system, which I don't think is ever going to happen, but if you're going to try, you have to have a president that's going to do it because with executive order power, uh, that's the only way you're going to be able to break the chains. That's my opinion anyway, but mm-hmm. I think many, many people are adopting that, that idea. Yeah, and, and, you know, the president here right now is too busy, so, you know, I want to get into it kind of some of the headlines before we get into the topic of today's show. Um, We have a president right now that's letting, you know, how many illegals now? I think it's up to like 24 or 25, the population of 24 or 25 states. I mean, that alone should scare everybody. You know, because there's, you know, that one woman that got killed, women are getting raped. I mean, that's that's just wrong on so many levels, not to mention the amount of freebies that they're giving these these people. Uh, I mean, and, and I always hate to go back to New York because I really don't like New York State one bit. Um, but Governor Hochul, like I mean, she... You don't like what you mean when you say, you say that, right? You don't mean the, you well, don't like I don't the like politics. I don't... Yeah, I, I, don't, I never really cared for the weather either, so... But... um. You know, Kathy Hochul comes and she says uh, that she's going to move forward with prioritizing illegal aliens for New York State jobs. So she's going to prioritize instead of maybe a veteran or a disabled or, you know, a single mom that might need a job or a single dad that, you know, needs a second job. Screw you. We're going to give the illegal aliens um, the state jobs now. So then they can go in there and they can get all the full state benefits while, um, you know, your family's going to a food pantry. So it's, it's, it's just, it's mind-boggling. And, and I feel like, you know, it's been four years of this, right? For the average person, it's been four years of, um, you know, ever since the pandemic started, right? And this whole two weeks to flatten the curve. Well, guess what? We're four years into this now. And um, I feel like people are, because there's so much, and I see so much every day. I get so, and I know you do too. You get so much sense every day that you've almost, you almost have a, a sense of desensitization now. Am I saying that right? Desensitization. Desensitization. <laughs> You yeah, yeah, that's the word. Yeah. Spit it out. Oh, you know what that word is, but we're like desensitized. <laughs> there you go. Um, to so much that's going on now because nothing is a surprise anymore. Nothing. Yeah, we're watching. I mean, I mean, Biden. I have recordings on OrbitsFatai.com of Biden stating twice. He said the 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 leading task that we have before us is to create, to set up the new world order. 
Now, that is mm-hmm. anti-American. That is treasonous. That is putting the pro- – to yeah. say the leading task is a set of global government means giving over the, – the New World Order is about surrendering American sovereignty to a central government. That is treason. Yep. Yeah, he said it right out in yep. the open. Yeah. And, and, and that's once, what they're doing. And once that happens, once that happens, if it happens, that is – that's the end of this, you know, this entire globe as we know it because we were – you know, we're the head of it. We're the superpower. We're supposed to be the superpower. We're the one that everybody looked up to. But our country has done so much shady shit, um, you know, for 100 years behind everybody's back, and especially in the last three decades. It's mind-boggling. You know, they've lied to us over and over and over and over. Everything from, you know, the Titanic to landing on the moon to to 9-11, these were all, and this is not a conspiracy. This is not, oh, let's put my tinfoil hat on and talk about it. If if you've taken the time, uh, and I know a lot of our listeners have, but if you've taken the time to actually dig into this stuff, you'll find out, too, that you, you really start to question things, especially when you see, you know, and I like to always go back on Telegram because Telegram is, you know, an uncensored platform, kind of like Rumble, but, um, you know, it's more of a messaging site. But you see so much stuff, and you're like, oh, my God. Like, I had a family member, you know, she was just getting, and I told you this on the phone last night when we talked about her and how, you know, she kind of said, like, oh, my God, my whole life has been a lie. And I said, well, your whole life hasn't been a lie, but everything that you believed has been a lie. You know, they, they, they didn't land on the freaking moon. If you realistically think about that and, you you know, you study astrology, you, you, they didn't land on the moon. You know, even my stepdad agrees with that, and he has studied, you know, astrology all his life. <laughs> it's like, no, there's no way they could have done that. Ah. Uh, so it's, um, I don't know, it, it's discouraging in some ways and eye-opening in a lot of other ways because I'll tell you, people, um, and, and, and I feel like, are you still there? Yep, I'm still here. Oh, God, I thought we got disconnected. I was like, oh, Jesus, I'll sign back in and everything. I feel like, um, you know, the last couple decades with, especially with social media, People are so wrapped up in TikTok and, you know, Instagram and and all this stuff and Netflix. I mean, there isn't one show on Netflix that's straight. Literally one show on Netflix that is straight. You know, and and the sitcoms that promote, you know, polygamy and same-sex marriages and all this stuff that, you know, is, way, way against what God's word is teaching. So, you know, there's there's a lot of work to do. Let's put it that way. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Are there any news stories you wanted to go over or anything? Yeah, I do. I, there was one because we were just talking about uh, huts over here, Joe Biden. I haven't used that term, I think, since high school. 
know why that came out of my mouth. He's a punch. Do you remember saying that in high school? <laughs> well, that's a good yeah, word yeah. for him. He's a punch. Um, he said that he he was having an interview, and he accidentally came out and he said, confirming that direct energy weapons were the cause of the wildfires by saying that you should have the right roof. Hmm. So when you go back to those Hawaii uh, wildfires, all of those houses that had the blue roofs were not affected by the fires, right? Same thing with Texas. This is the largest wildfire that they have ever had in history. Why is that? Why is that all of a sudden when they were, when they're fighting back to not have these, these dinglings come over the border, all of a sudden they're burning their state down. There's no way that that's a coincidence. I hate to tell you. Yeah. Just like yeah. the other wildfires were not a coincidence. Yeah. Well, you could see satellite footage and when the fires were started, and it was a coordinated event, mm-hmm. it appears. I mean, any logical-minded person would just look at the pattern of the starting of the fires, and it just was looked like a coordinated event. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's sure. just so much yeah. wicked stuff is going on today. It's hard for people, some some people even grasp, but, yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. But the direct energy, oh, people who always have cigarettes. No. There really is such thing as direct energy weapon. Absolutely. And and that's what's going to take us out. I think that's what's going to ultimately take us out. Because they could just, hey, we don't like what you're saying and we're listening to you. I mean, look at last night. But I showed you, we were talking, what the heck were we talking about? I sent you a screenshot of it, and all of a sudden it shows up in my YouTube feed. What was it? I forget what we were talking about. And then all of a sudden, I, I don't know what the topic was. I don't remember what it was we were saying, but then I said, all of a sudden, there it is. I was like, oh, my God, it's on my, all over my YouTube feed, and that's what we were discussing. So they're definitely It was about stop smoking. Oh, yeah, because we were talking about the dangers of cigarette smoke and how it's not nicotine that's addicting, but the other substance that you were mentioning starts with a P. What was it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Joe Biden, how he wants nicotine out of all cigarettes by 2020. Yeah, Yeah, this is Mm -hmm. why, I mean, why did they go after the cigarette companies? Um, well, if you listen to Dr. Artis's uh, information, and I highly recommend people do, it's absolutely astonishing. Now, giving a little bit of background, we know that THC actually fights, I'll just put it that way, I don't know if I can use the C word, but it gets rid of certain types of cancer, many cancers. And that's where, if you haven't seen the documentary called Run from the Cure, Check it out. It talks about this. And I have a close family member. I won't say who it was, but my close family member got lung cancer. And the doctor wanted to put her on cisplatin. Well, what does cisplatin Mm -hmm. do? Cisplatin blocks 
what are called HER2 binding sites in the body, and that's how it effectively fights the cancer. Well, guess what? THC uh-huh. does exactly the same thing. So she was afraid yep. not to do what the doctor said, but instead of taking all the, the medication that she wanted, she decided to take one quarter of it. So she cut the pills in a quarter, and so she did a, she did a much, much less dose, of a much lighter dose of cisplatin. But she also did THC. And after I'd gone down there and I visited with my family member for a while, uh, I went with her to go to the oncologist. And mm-hmm. he suggested, well, let me give you a little background first. She then, she completely overcame lung cancer using a little bit of cisplatin and THC because THC blocks the HER2 binding sites. There's studies about this. So it's anti-cancer. So she was over her cancer, and her numbers were better than average, better than the average person in the United States. She had not only recovered, but she was doing better than average. She was great. You know, her, her fight was over. She won, and she won with flying colors using those two things. I think if it, yeah, she should have done it with the THC alone, but she was afraid not to do it. We went to the oncologist. I went with her. And he wanted her to continue the chemotherapy even though she was cured. I sat there in the office right next to her while he said, well, it really has a preventative. We really want to keep you on this and da-da-da-da. And we were prepared. We knew he was going to say this. So I had brought a study from Australia that specifically said that people with left ventricular hypertrophy can be damaged by certain chemotherapy drugs, including the one that she was prescribed. So my mother said to the oncologist, um, well, I really don't want to continue that because it's really not. She wanted a reason to, to say why she didn't want to continue. Yeah. Me, I'm different. I just say, look, this is my body. I do what I want with my body. I don't care what the doctor says. The doctor is there to help me. If a doctor wants to help me work with me, fantastic. Let's work together. Let's solve problems. But not all doctors are like that. But so anyway, so then after the doctor, the oncologist was saying, well, we want to keep you on the cisplatin. We want to keep you on this chemotherapy agent, even though you're perfectly healthy and your numbers are better than average. And she says, so mm-hmm. we were all ready. So she said, well, I don't want to do this because it's not good for people with my heart condition. And he says, well, where'd you hear that? So, well, it's the Australian study. So I had my paperwork. I put it out, uh, took it out and gave it to him. And he read it and he was kind of shocked. <laughs> he kind of just like, oh. Okay, I think he realized in that moment that he really shouldn't have prescribed that for her anyway because she had the very condition that wasn't supposed to be, that you're not supposed to, that people have, you're not supposed to give that particular chemotherapy drug to. So, yeah, anyway, so why do you think they're trying, so there's THC, run from the cure if you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. But isn't it interesting they got rid of people's access to THC? Now, I'm not a guy. I'm not a druggie. I'm not interested in having trips. I'm not interested in I've never smoked. I've never smoked anything. I don't want to have anything that's going to mess with my brain. However, if there are natural medications out there that actually cure cancer or fight cancer, we should have access to it. Is it just a wild coincidence that this $100 billion industry was facilitated because one of the most predominant substances, natural substances that fight cancer was outlawed in the United States? Did the globalists just get Mm -hmm. lucky by doing that, or did they know? 
And in the same vein, we were just talking about nicotine, right? Dr. Artis found that nicotine actually binds to what they call nicotinic receptors in your body because your body uses it. In fact, a lot of your nightshades have nicotine, like celery, tomatoes, um, sweet potatoes, I believe, if I remember right. A lot of these have nicotine. They have low amounts of nicotine that your body utilizes. You have receptors in your body for nicotine. We have been thought to think, just like they demonized THC, and I don't use marijuana, but if it has natural stuff in there that helps people, fantastic. I do use CBD. Mm-hmm. Let me say that, so, but that's, that's, that's one of the components that uh, helps with inflammation. But it doesn't mm-hmm. alter your mind. But nevertheless, nicotine actually fights cancer. And it's really interesting that I came across this information because I see this amazing synchronicity sometimes when you're doing research. I have a friend who actually told me her grandmother smoked all her life, never got cancer, was healthy. Finally, when she was old, she just, or older, she decided to quit smoking. Within, I think it was a year, it was very quickly, got cancer and died shortly after. Her mm-hmm. mother did the same yep. thing. Her mother smoked all her life, yep. decided to stop smoking. So with it, and then died shortly after, got cancer and died shortly after she quit smoking. And so this mm-hmm. was in my mind. And so my friend, who was a smoker, who I was trying to, at the time, was trying to say, well, you know, you probably shouldn't smoke. There's mercury in cigarette smoke. Uh, in the cigarettes where they spray the tobacco plants with fungicide, which contains mercury. We actually measure the mercury in cigarette smoke. Not good for you. Mercury does cause cancer. So it's interesting mm-hmm. that they laced it with that. So Dr. Artis is now showing people the research where nicotine is anti-cancer, very strong anti-cancer. And so why did the government really go after the, the cigarette companies? And to top it all off, guess what Biden just announced recently? He announced, now that we all know, or we don't all know, but now that those of us who are paying attention know, that this is actually an anti-cancer drug or anti-cancer natural substance. I shouldn't say drug, forgive me, natural substance, that Biden says we're going to stop access to nicotine in the United States. We're going to completely get rid of it by 2030. No more nicotine for America. Isn't that interesting? Now, there may be people are saying, well, mm-hmm. nicotine's bad for you. It causes all kinds of problems. It, it, uh, it's um, addictive. Turns out, according to Dr. Artis, it's not addictive at all. The cigarette companies needed to find a way to make cigarettes addictive so they could make more money. And so their chemists went to work and came back, and they proposed that they add pyrazine to the cigarettes to make them addictive. So they were intentionally made addictive. It's not the nicotine that was addictive. It's the pyrazine. And so now you have two times in a row. Isn't this just amazing? The globalists are just so incredibly lucky because mm-hmm. they, they, they kept the world away from THC for decades while they made hundreds of billions on cancer, right, something that yep. fights cancer. And now we have another substance that is a natural substance that's amazing. It has very strong evidence that it strikes, that it fights cancer. And now they're saying, eh, within the next six years, you won't have access to it anymore. Mm-hmm. So are I, they just really lucky? I wonder lucky? how long it'll be. No. no. Go ahead. Yeah. How long it'll be till what? 
I, I would say I wonder how long it will be before they get rid of SEAC tea and sour soft tea and all these other things that also, you know, battle that so type of stuff. So it's going to be a few years. The FDA is yeah. already putting forth anti-herb legislation. They did this in Europe where they eliminated 85% of herb, your access, their access to 85% of herbal supplements several years ago. We actually were going to sell our herb book in Europe. We had, a, we had partnered with a guy over there who was wealthy, had a lot of influence, and we were forming a partnership with him where we were going to import our book into Europe in our computer program and websites and all kinds of stuff. We were going to go into business in Europe because we're already in business in the United States, providing this information for the public for people to help sell herbs, the scientific-based information on herbs, which there is a lot of, despite what mainstream media would have you say, tremendous research on herbal stuff, that, that herbal substances that have been put out through the years. And what happened is they actually did their synchronization with Codex Elementaris where they actually outlawed, and this happened right when we were putting this deal together. It was already put together. We were actually in the process of finalizing the details. And so we had to just say there's no, it's not economically feasible for us to sell this stuff in Europe anymore because 85% of these things are not accessible to them anymore. And that's, that is now in the pipeline with the FDA. They're trying to get rid of your access to natural substance. What business does the government have to tell you what you can put in your body or not? Nothing. It should be open to the free market because when the free market can decide, then people put things in their body that work that work. And when things work, then you don't go to the doctor and they don't make hundreds of billions on diseases that shouldn't exist. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why those huge cancer centers, I mean, I've had whistleblowers that have told me that there are cures for cancer, which we know there are. I, you know, I, I cured myself not once but twice of, you know, cervical crap that was going on. And I didn't use any, any conventional medicine to do that. But, you know, these big cancer centers, oh, we're going to do the ride for the cure and blah, 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 and let's do fundraising. That's a bunch of bullshit. None of your money goes to researching the cure. I mean, think about That's that. Right. What are they going to do? Go out right. of, what are they going to do? Go out of business? Come on. Chemotherapy drugs and radiation, that's some of the biggest money makers in the pharmaceutical industry ever. Yeah, that's true. You said about people, you know, I know people will go run for the cure or they, they run their local uh, uh, local um, group, you know, who are the fighting cancer or, you know, helping this disease and that disease. And I'm like, in the herbal industry, we know right. herbalists all over the United States because we sold the stuff to herbalists. We sell our, our science uh, to herbalists, our research that we collect mm-hmm. and put together. Um, this stuff has been known for decades. It's like yeah. uh, that th- th- these diseases don't need to exist. They exist, and the whole oh. reason for having those organizations is psychological. It keeps the public thinking. There's two reasons, mainly. One is psychological because it keeps people thinking, hey, we're trying to work towards this, and it's a big problem because we've yeah. got these organizations, and we're trying to do good, and yada, yada, yada. We're trying to solve these problems. So psychologically, it keeps the public thinking, wow, this is a big problem. We're trying to fight it. The other thing it does is it takes all of these resources. It takes people's time because they go run for the cure. It takes their money because they're donating their money. It funnels all that right back into the medical industry. 
right back into the metal industry. So mm-hmm. you can pay for this research that will eventually be patented so somebody can offer a drug, some pharmaceutical company can offer a drug that will or will or will not actually help the disease, cause three dozen side effects, and never cure the problem because a cured patient is not profitable. You know, that's how it works. So stop running for the cure. Stop doing all of this stuff and actually help spread the truth and stop the FDA from prohibiting herbalists all over the United States from speaking the truth. The restrictions on what herbalists can say and post online, scientific information. We were told by the company, because of FDA pressure, listen to this, that our client websites who sell herbs could not have any scientific studies on their websites that mention any disease whatsoever. But it gets mm-hmm. worse. Yep. They are not allowed so listen, to Russ, link. Russ, 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 yeah. Russ, we got to go to a commercial. And then oh, we have go ahead. On the Sorry, I'm getting out of the roll. Go ahead. Sorry have, about that. That's okay. We have somebody on the switchboard that has their hand raised, too. So um, we're going to go to a quick commercial, delivering the truth and exposing the lies. Russ and I will be back. Hang tight, guys. Do you love the outdoors? Do you want to help make a difference for the planet? Then get involved in Collectively Rewilding. Collectively Rewilding is a movement to restore degraded ecosystems and reinvigorate sustainable traditions almost lost by working together. It's based on the idea that we can achieve more by working together than we can by working alone. Sharing the skill sets we have built over the years with each other and providing the community support we all need when there is so much work to be done in finding a sustainable future. To join our community here in Collectively Rewilding, go to www.collectivelyrewilding.com. Let's bring nature back into our lives in a community built for the wild in all of us. Please check out the Proof Negative radio show Monday through Thursday. 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern, that is 6 to 9 p.m. on the Pacific Coast, with excellent co-host, outstanding guests, and lots of great conversation. We can even take your calls. The number is 319-527-6208, and just press lucky number one, and you will be on the Proof Negative radio show. Please check out the Barefoot is Legal radio show right here on Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that is 10.30 a.m. to noon Pacific Time, as we show you all about your barefoot rights and living a barefoot lifestyle. And for more information about the 501c3 nonprofit Barefoot is Legal, please check out barefootislegal.org. Okay, we're back. You there? We're back. We're back. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. My microphone's not working. I can't figure out. Last week it was working. This week it's not doing nothing. So I guess I have to check my settings on my computer. I don't know why it's not working. So we're kind of on the topic of today's show uh, was relationships, right? And we're not relationship, we're not counselors or doctors or anything like that. But what we're kind of alluding to the show here is 
how to maneuver and navigate through relationships through the last four years because there's been a lot of divide in families and friends and, you know, and political views. And, I mean, I know that I've lost some friends through this whole deal that people that I thought were friends um, because of my political views and my tinfoil hat conspiracies. And I've also lost some that I'm glad that are gone. Um, but, you know, trying to maneuver through some of, uh, some of these relationships and, and even building new relationships. Like I've met a lot of people that I'm friends with now um, that had COVID never happened. I probably wouldn't have. I mean, when I'm, and I'm using, I'm going back to uh, 2019 just to unpack what happened in 2019 when they got rid of the religious exemption um, in New York State. Uh, that was when I really, really started getting into a lot of this stuff. Um, and I was, you know, kind of forced to homeschool my daughter and 26,000 families were affected. They either had to homeschool or move. Um, which is a great option now, or um, vaccinate their kid. So when you were talking about government overreach and having a decision on what we should inject in our body, that was a total overreach. So there were 26,000 families that had to decide within six weeks what they were going to do. And, you know, that took a strain on, you know, a lot of people. So the last four years has taken a strain on, you know, a lot of families and friends and, and differences and, and trying to deal with that. So I want to, um, before we get into all that, the person on our switchboard has their hand up and I, I don't want them to feel like we're ignoring them because they've been on hold for like 24 minutes. So I'm going to unmute them and, and take their question. Okay, Russ? Sounds good, yeah. Oh, okay, caller, are you there? Yeah, they're not there. Phone number 901, or are you just listening? Okay, I'm going to assume that they're just listening and they just put their hand up maybe to, whoops, wait a minute. Hold on. Are you there? I thought I might have heard you. Nope. Okay, so they must just be listening, so that's that's fine. So I kind of wanted you to, you know, chime in a little bit on this whole relationship thing and trying to start one, keep one, decide what, you know, if, if they're worth even having in your life because of differences that way. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on this? Like, how have you maneuvered through all this? Well, I think that that's one, in, in my personal belief about life, that is one of the most per- important things that we do in life is that we are a positive influence and a help to other people. And one of the most important things we do is get the truth out. We tell the truth to other people. And the two main things, like, my life is about, of course, um, it revolves around that. Number one, getting the, you know, exposing lies, you know, exposing corruption. And ultimately one of my happiest things to do, something that I like a lot, is getting people the truth about God and who God is. Um, I think that's one mm-hmm. of the most important things that has been largely lost in this in this world today. So, 100%. To me, I think mm-hmm. we should absolutely remain 
influential in people's lives however we can. And one of the most influential things that you can do is become a, a servant to somebody, so to speak. That's biblical language anyway, is that you love them, you care about them, you let them know that. And in the time, you'll be shocked, and I've seen this over and over and over again in my life, the people who you least expect to change their minds about either one of those things, about either exposing truth or turning to God or whatever they end up doing, the people who you often least expect to actually do that are the ones who often do it. So never give up. Never give up on those people that you care about. Stay there. Stay present. As much as it's up to you, just do the best you can and don't give up. That's my philosophy. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure that I have family members that think I'm absolutely nuts. But, of course, these are some of the family members that have had the jab, first of all, and that are having issues from the jab. And these are some family members that were literally driving around after being triple vaccinated with a mask on still in their car by themselves. I mean, there's you can love them as your family, but you can't fix stupid that way. You know what I mean? You just there there some people are just too far gone. You know, like there there, there was somebody in 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 a car next to me today. And and I really have to laugh at this because they had a mask hanging from their rear view mirror, right? And I, oh god, I hated it when people did that. I'm like it's such a um virtue signaling thing. So they got these masks hanging from their rear view window still, and God knows how old they are, if they're even still using them, I don't know. And, and they're smoking a cigarette. Well, and smoking is like the most repulsive, disgusting thing that you could do. It's gross. Don't preach to me about spending money on holistic medicine or eating organic or non-GMO while you're smoking a cigarette and drinking a gallon of vodka at night. Don't do it, because you're not going to win that argument. So anyway, to go back on, you know, what I was saying, that, you know, you try to educate some people, family or not, and they're just not going to want to hear it. You know, and then there's other people on the other side that are, you know, they're kind of open to that. They're kind of like, oh, okay, you know, tell me a little bit more. You know, they're not... They're not closed off to the ideas of the things that are going on, but, you know, you have a chance to educate them in a little bit or, or plant a seed. I guess I like to use the, the verse planting a seed. You know, if you can plant a seed and just get them to think about it without coming off as like, oh, you know, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this, this is what I, you know, coming off too strong, you know, that sometimes can turn people off too that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I think staying, you know, staying in people's lives is, in as much as it's up to us and it's possible, it's definitely uh, very important to do. You know, caring about people. You know, that's that's part of what has happened in the world. Is that uh, I'll give you an example of, of a scenario that I like to look at. Is that if your neighbor got cancer and you really cared about your neighbor like we're supposed to, say, well, look, I'll do whatever. Let me do some research. I'll look things up for you. I'll do whatever I can with whatever spare time I have that I can. And, and what happens when you actually try to help somebody else solve a problem is you get a huge education. And that is really 
one of the incredible side effects of caring for other people is that you get the world's biggest education about all kinds of things. And in the process of doing that, you will learn truth. That's one of the things that comes from love is truth, and that's one of the things that comes from truth is love. So by loving each other, by caring about other people and doing what you can for them, you get an education, and it bonds people together. And the other thing I wanted to actually mention is that you were talking about people who are, like, wearing a mask in a car and virtue signaling and all of that kind of thing is that uh, people have uh, people have been so influenced by what's called scientism. And scientism is the process by which you relinquish your freedom or your ability to make decisions or even think for yourself and give that to the scientists. So the scientists will make all the decisions for you. That is why... The centralization of power is always bad, uh, generally speaking, mm-hmm. unless you've got somebody who's reliable in power, which, you know, probably the only person that does that is God, in my opinion. But scientism has made people so they can't trust their own decisions. They can't that, – that so many people don't use logic. They just say, oh, well, we've t- been told to do this, and they know better than me because they have a degree or something, so – but the bottom line is if anybody tells you to do anything that doesn't make common sense, common sense should always win, except in very, very, very rare situations. Sometimes things are counterintuitive, yeah. you know. But common sense, be able to think for yourself and say, you know what, they're telling us this, and then they're telling us something that is completely contradictory. So something is yeah. fundamentally wrong. And what you find out almost all the time is what is wrong is corruption. The people who are feeding you information are feeding you tainted information, so that they can profit from your fear, and that's yeah. corruption. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like so much common sense just directly went out the window back in February of 2020. It was like people just listened to what their government said, you know, stay inside, flatten the curve. And, you know, that two weeks, all people were doing was watching the TV, Right. Conditioning, conditioning, conditioning. And if you knew what was really going on during that two weeks, you know, you basically knew what was happening. I knew what was happening. Did you know what was happening? Yeah. And it's all come out. All the lies have been exposed. Mm -hmm. And what people need to realize, if you're listening to this broadcast, um, and you have not realized that mainstream news, all the big news channels are completely controlled, including Fox, including Tucker Carlson. And I'm sorry to say it. I know people have a hard time with that, and you're not going to want to hear it. But if mm-hmm. you look at the research about who he is, how he's tied in with the CIA, just like Anderson Cooper, just like mm-hmm. so many of the others, John Stewart, these people are not telling you the truth. They are there to lie to you and to serve they're great masters that they serve and get rich doing is generally how they get paid off. So, yeah, yeah it's very so there's a lot of controlled opposition going on there. Mm-hmm. Well, gatekeeping, part of this is gatekeeping. You know, they control the conversation because they don't want the conversation to, because, you know, most conversations like this about truth will end up talking about something really important. You know, mm-hmm. it'll go to God. It'll go to chemtrails. 
It'll go to 9-11, you know, the really big issues of our time. And if you notice, those are the three big things that they always steer you away from. The whole world, the whole system is just designed to keep you from focusing on those things. And those yeah. are the things that need attention. But that's what a gatekeeper does, and that's why they control the news. You know, when they took over uh, Iraq during the Iraq war, quote-unquote, what is the first thing they did? The U.S. went in and took over all the media. That's what uh-huh. they do. That's what they've done to the whole world. The first thing they do is take over the flow of information. Once you control information and you are an influencer, they, that's what they want. They want to be the world's biggest influencers. With that power, you can make money, you can change politics, and you can control the face of the world. So that's the first thing they do. That's why they did it. Oh. I, you know, maybe chuckle because I know somebody, and she always says to me, why? Well, I just turn on the news because I want to hear the weather. And, and, and if she's listening, she's going to laugh because she says it every day, right? My girlfriend. I just turn the news on because I want to hear the weather. And I'm like, you can't even trust the weather now with the news. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> they're geoengineering the weather. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know the whole thing about relationships. I think, you know, there's the, the two, the, in my opinion, the relationships we have in life that are most important. We have our relationships with people. The two biggest things we do is we, we, we care about people, our relationships with people, and our relationships with God. Those are the two most important things in our life. And so mm-hmm. we were talking, you know, in this show we were kind of focusing on relationships, and I just, uh, I know we were meant to do that, and we could talk all day long on all kinds of things, but uh, I know, like I got carried away there for a while, but I can, I can, I get talking about these things because there's so much to go over. I've got stuff sitting here on my computer that I could go over about news that's happened this week and raids and new information that's come out. There's so much information. It just takes a while to get it all out. But um, never give up. I mean, that's the biggest thing, I think. Never give up on those people you care about. And and don't underestimate, you know, the power of your relationship with God, you know, in prayer. I mean, I know I've seen, I told you some stories. I shared some stories about my uh, my experiences that I've had in my life that have changed my life. They changed the course of my life. And um, and these are God things, you know. These these are experiences, but you have to have faith. You know, you've got to you you've got to walk out and take a chance. And when you do, when you take a chance on a relationship, it can change your life. And <laughs> yeah, no you know, kidding. I, what's that? No yeah, kidding, no kidding. Said, right? Okay. Yeah, well, no kidding. You have to and, be real and, you know, careful. And I kind of want to. Yeah, exactly. I kind of want to, um, you know, say that, you know, not to not to go on the opposite end of what you're saying as far as love and loving your neighbor and blah, blah, blah. It's okay to do that, but you have to use discernment because there are some people that are just downright assholes no matter what. You know what I mean? There are some evil people out there. There are some people that intentions for you are not good. You know, so those are the people that you, you could say, hey, you know, I wish you well, but screw you and don't ever contact me again that way. You know, and, you know, and I do have some people and I, that I do. I don't, want, I don't want to talk to you. You know, I'm not friends with you. That's it, period. So I think you do have to use discernment because there, is, there does come a point where, whether it's a friendship or 
a romantic relationship or maybe perhaps even a family member where you have to say, hey, you know, you're not good for my well-being. You're not good for my, um, you know, my serenity, my peace, whatever it is that you want to use for that. Um, you know, and it's okay to do that. Just saying. Well, of course. Yeah, using discernment, of course. I mean, that's also biblical. One of the Proverbs actually says a, a spiritual man discerns all things. Not a few, not some, all things. That's part of being what a spiritual person is. And it's really funny because I know today spirituality is being turned into emotionalism. And it's what spirituality really is is intellectualism. Spirituality, you know, is is being in your head. It's being discerning. It's being intelligent. That's part of what your spirit does, where your will resides, where your intellect resides. But yet what the globalists constantly try to do is emotionalize the public and then call that spirituality. And I and yes. if people understand that concept. I mean, I would love to, I mean, one day I'd love to, I don't know, I'll have to go on a show one day and talk about that or something. But that concept, people really understand how the whole world system, the people who run the world system have intentionally transition the idea of spirituality into emotionalism and taken away mm-hmm. the the emphasis on people thinking. Like we talked about earlier, you need to be in your head making decisions, being discerning. If you see contradictory information coming from your from from your world leader leaders, you know, and I hate calling them leaders because they're not leaders, supposed to be servants. These are people who are your your right. contra they're your subcontractors. That's who they are. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, then you have to have the confidence in the character to say, hey, there's a conflict there. What's up? What's going on? There's something wrong. And um, yeah. But if you're an emotional person, you're just like, oh, it feels good to be obedient. It feels good to do the right thing. I want to be a virtue signaler because it feels good when I let other people know that I'm, I'm, I'm doing my part. But the opposite is true. Yeah. If you're living emotional life and you're being undiscerning in your life, you're actually part of the problem. You're actually doing damage by supporting that mindset and by actually falling in line to do things that are harmful to yourself and other people. So discern all things. Yeah, the Bible got it right when it said a spiritual man discerns all things. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like um, whatever you believe in. I mean, if you're an atheist, People will say, oh, I have to believe my gut. Or if you're, you know, an agnostic or whatever you are, you know, I don't particularly care for any of those, you know, things. But um, you, you just, it, 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 just to think about the, the, the thing that I thought about the most when you said that was the vaccine. You know, people were wearing their their stickers around, I got my COVID vaccine, or they had those stupid banners on on Facebook you know, that you could put around your profile picture. I got my COVID-19 vaccine. I'm like, and I used to have people that would send me friend requests with that banner, and I'm like, there's, I, I can't. You know what I mean? We just don't have anything in common. We're not going to get along good. Once you see my profile, you're going to be like, yikes. Because <laughs> it's going to lead to the radio show, or it's going to lead to the website, and they're going to be like, yeah, okay. You know, we don't have too much in common, but um, yeah, it's it, it's not easy. It's not easy nowadays because people are so, you know, 
so I feel like they're just impatient, whether it's in their driving or their just everything. You know, people are always in a rush. They don't take the time to talk to people. We've lost so much. And, you know, and that was part of their plan was, you know, to screw us up so badly during this whole pandemic. You know, people have lost social skills. Kids in school are suffering with, you know, developmental delays and educational delays. It, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot. And anybody that says otherwise, you know, is, is kind of living in denial, if you ask me. Yeah, well, this is another part of what mercury does. I've, I've said for years and years and years, mercury is the favorite toxin of the globalists. And because it actually interferes with people to, uh, with people's ability to be socially interactive with each other. It actually can cause people to be fearful, jealous, suspicious, anything that is a fear. It's like a fear amplifier. I've actually told people for years, mercury is like a fear amplifier because of the way it changes your yeah. hormones. It alters your neuroregulators. Neuro it interferes with GABA, COMT, magnesium metabolism, so many of the hormones in your body. I mean, it's just unbelievable, but it changes your personality, and it will make you into somebody that gets so caught up in details or so persnickety or so. There's lots of different, you know, um, even like, uh, you know, um, OCE behavior, that kind of stuff, when, you're, when you kind of fixate on little things that bother you. When I was mercury toxic, for instance, I'd be working at my desk, and if there was a dog barking in the distance, it would just make me so I couldn't concentrate. But when I had my phones out and I didn't, it would change it changed that. I didn't care. I could just block it out. But that's because it lowers mm-hmm. your GABA and it raises your adrenaline, norepinephrine, estrogen, and uh, dopamine, and messes other things, a lot of other things up too. So, yeah, they're chemically yeah. separating people, and they're psychologically separating people as well, which is why we need to push back in the other direction, form alliances and form relationships, and be credible, you know. Yeah, and, and it's interesting you say that because, you know, I've had several of my girlfriends say over the last couple of days, you know, send me messages. They're saying, man, my kids are, you know, they're nuts. You know, they're defiant. They're they're not listening. They're they're not concentrating. They're, you know, they're acting out. And I'm thinking, well, look at the skies the last two days, right? And I think, you know, for me, that bugs me even more so than, you know, because for me, like, I don't know, I've had a life, you know, I mean, it definitely got lessened after I had Lyme disease. <laughs> but, you know, we were talking about the airlines and the stuff. I mean, I worked in the airlines. I could I could vouch for the fact that nothing comes out of the back of an airplane. But, um, you know, I feel bad for these kids nowadays because they've, especially ones that were young when this whole pandemic started, they they have no baseline of normalcy. You know, they were seeing people in masks. They were, you know... Their parents were vaccinating them. They're, you know, they stay home on their computer all the time, or they they're raised on TikTok, or they're raised on social media, rather than you know their parents trying to do that. It's it's a totally different generation, and and like you said, it's very dumbed down. They don't teach history anymore. They don't teach the Constitution or the Bill of Rights. They don't do this kind of stuff anymore. And that's why this generation doesn't care like they did back, say, 
50 years ago. You know, and well, even is- though even though this stuff has been going on with the central banks and the elites and that for, you know, over 100 years now, if not longer, right? Um, yeah. It, it was a better time when I was growing up, for sure, than it is now. You know, I could go outside and, you know, my mother would say, come home when the streetlights are on and not have to worry about me being abducted into human trafficking. Now it's like you can't leave your kids anywhere unless they get swooped up and taken away. So. Yeah. Well, this is a, the, the thing you mentioned about people acting out. This is another thing that I've actually told, said in interviews for years is that, you know, you have these things called the terrible twos. Well, have, has anybody associated what vaccine, what vaccines get delivered just before the terrible twos begin in their child? Or better yet, let's talk about this. How often do you have teenagers that actually suddenly become defiant, they sleep all day, their attitude's bad, they're forgetful, you tell them to do an errand and they do the wrong errand, like where's your mind, what's going on with you? And if you start putting pieces together, you start seeing that they were vaccinated right before this whole change happened, or they got amalgam fillings put in their mouth. And this literally, Mm -hmm. I have seen this change personalities so much. I've seen people break up their friendships because somebody got mercury exposure. They learned later on. They got mercury exposure, and the friendship eventually fell apart because they became a different person. They became a not as likable person, a fearful person, a controlling person, an OCD person who wanted to control everything, or um, a jealous person, or uh, persnickety, worried about every little detail, or critical person. It's always negativity. Mercury always really brings people in a very negative direction. And so mm-hmm. that's another part of it. Why do your teenagers have these personality changes? And I know that, uh, you know, the, the globalists just laugh at the public because of the, the lack of drive to actually learn the truth about things because they get away with anything. So they say, oh, yeah, that's just changes in hormones. Yeah, but what? everything has a cause. Why did they suddenly have a change in hormones? Start drawing the line and associating it with what happened to them. The problem is today, like what you said, there is no baseline. And, and this is very important for people to realize, realize is that now this was the genius thing they did by spraying the whole world with mercury, is now there's no way to actually have a control group when you're doing a study about the effects of mercury on people. They may yeah. expose somebody to mercury, but they're already mercury toxic, so there's no control group anymore. For example, when I had my amalgam filter removed, it completely changed my life and personality and my Everything, my fears went away. It completely revolutionized my life. My memory was better than it had ever been, right? I know a friend of mine. I know a couple people who went through the same thing. This was before chemtrails started. But guess what? Now that chemtrails are in full force and we're breathing a ton of mercury in the air, which is measurable, I measured it in my dust. I took a dust sample at the lab, right, 0.3 micrograms of mercury in a little tiny dust sample. Where's all this mercury coming from? Well, we know. Mm -hmm. Tests have been done. So what happens? So now, now people are getting their amalgam fillings out, and they're they're hopeful, like, oh, my problems may go away. Their problems don't go away. They still have problems. They might feel a little better. I've heard this from the same people since they started spraying. Now that you're breathing this mercury all the time, you can get your amalgam fillings out, and you'll never actually come to the hard conclusion like I did that it was mercury because even after your fillings are out, you're still breathing more than you know. 
I breathe, the mercury here is so bad sometimes in the plumes that hit us that I literally feel like I did for periods of time when the plume is on us, when I can taste the horrible metallic taste in the air. My, I have mm-hmm. all the mercury symptoms come back. And then when the plume goes away, the mercury symptoms go away. So yeah. you're right, there's no baseline. You know, the kids today don't know what clean air is. They breathe this air and they just they don't think twice about it. It's like you don't even know what it's like to breathe air without this stuff in there. And remember what Prince said, because I've seen when, when plumes would hit us, kids would act up. Uh, the adults would get tired or fatigued. They wouldn't feel good. They'd get headaches, nausea, vertigo, whatever. The kids would start fighting or getting in arguments. What did Prince, the singer, say, right? In his interview, he yeah. said, yeah, we'd see these trails in the sky. When they started spraying, he said, everybody started fighting. That's exactly what he said. Everybody started fighting. Right. That's exactly right. Because it lowers yeah. your CO and the If you ever really listen to some of his music, there's undertones, you know, in all that, about that. And, you know, they killed him, no doubt. No doubt they Yeah, it wasn't long him. after you said that. Suddenly, this is what happened with people, what happens with a lot of people. This is what happened with, uh, with, uh, with a lot of people. You know, they, uh, they do something. All they, of a sudden, they, they, they disappear. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. I mean, look at the amount of, and then we got to wrap up the show because we're getting, we're getting close to the time. But look at the amount of naturopaths that have gotten off over the last ten years or so. I mean, there's a lot of naturopathic doctors that have gotten um, miraculous, you know, mysteriously disappeared or mysteriously have died. I mean, you'd have to be an idiot. Really, you'd have to be really living under a huge boulder by now to not question what is going on. I mean, just the wildfires alone are, you should be questioning that. Just the amount of poultry plants and farms and um, chicken, uh, I don't know, I'm losing my words here, farms, chicken, coops, and all this type of stuff that have all of a sudden caught on fire and are burning up. That kind of stuff didn't happen when we were kids. It didn't. Very rarely. So. Yeah, absolutely. We were talking a minute ago about how people die. You know, celebrities. Celebrities have to keep your mouth shut. They can't step out of line right now. If you're watching the live stream on DeliveringTheTruth.com, I'm showing Anne Hesch, who was in a car accident. She was actually making a movie about child trafficking before it was released. She got in a fatal car accident, except was it really fatal? What you're watching in the video on DeliveringTheTruth.com right now is you're watching aerial footage that they never – this is one of those artifacts, one of those things that, that snuck out that doesn't fit. Watch right now. As it's playing, she's on this stretcher, totally covered. She breaks out. She breaks out of it. She sits up, and it looks as if she's trying to break herself free. And the firemen who are carrying the stretcher just push her right into the back of the ambulance. There she is. There's a close-up of her right now. But these stories are not on mainstream news. So if you're a celebrity, you can't tell the truth. You can't do it. No, I mean, uh, look at Princess Diana. Yeah, look at Princess Diana. 
she knew what was going on. She knew what was going on in, you know, in the royal family. She knew all of that stuff. And, you know, they killed her too, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, well, she said that. She said she said that something may happen to her. Um, uh-huh. Because she knew how dangerous it was, but she decided to take that chance. I really, I really admire her. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, I liked her, too. She had a good name, yeah. too. So. What's, what's that? <laughs> I said oh, she got a good got name. A good name. Oh, okay, right. Uh, right. <laughs> anyway, I want well, to thank bye. all our listeners. Our, our, our ratings are through the roof, and we appreciate that. Um, live, we're doing good live. We're doing good, especially with streaming afterwards on iHeartRadio, Apple, um, our hits on our website. So we appreciate everybody listening and, you know, and putting up with us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for visiting us. I mean, I, I know we could talk for hours. We talked on the phone the other day about a lot of the stuff for a couple hours, and I think it'd make a great show to get into some of this stuff. Um, but as I always say, you're the boss, so I take your lead. You let us know what you want to <laughs> do. You're not the boss. Will you stop it? There's no bosses here. <laughs> no bosses. <laughs> I know you want a boss, go get a job. No, <laughs> I say you want a boss, go get a job. So um, anyway, thanks for joining us, and uh, look for our next event page. And if you want to be a guest on the show, you know, email us or contact us through Facebook. Um, you know, we've kind of got in the way from having politicians on the show, which you know is is um, which is really the way that it should be. You know, if we want to deliver the truth. So uh, if you have an organization or something that you want to talk about, uh, you know, be on the show. Exactly. And if, if you don't want to be on on the show, you can call in with a question or you can go to DelivingTheTruth.com and go into the chat room and type a question there. I monitor the chat room waiting for anyone who wants to ask a question. I would be happy to see what we can do to answer your question. So please do or make a yes. whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, we're on Rumble now too. One of these days we'll have to put makeup on and <laughs> do our hair and be live, although everybody knows what we look like anyway. So. Well, I think I'm like you. I, I don't like cameras. I don't like being in front of the camera, but I'll do it if I have to. You're the boss. If you say so, I'll do it. Oh, hey, I, I don't mind being on camera, but, you know, that's, that doesn't matter to me. But uh, I I was kind of laughing with I thought you were going to get the, mad at me for calling fat. the boss again. <laughs> We only have like one minute left here, but I was kind of laughing with um, that chat that somebody sent to the to the uh, the D and D Facebook Messenger that said, "You and Russ would make a really cute couple." (laughs) I thought that was funny. I said, "Well, thank you for saying so." Yeah, I showed you that. And then there was another one a few weeks back that messaged and said, "Is Russ single?" I don't know. You have to ask of yourself. Oh, that's it's kind funny. of funny. That's that is funny. funny. Well, See? They all think oh, you're a hottie. Oh anyway, so uh, delivering the truth, exposing the lies. Thanks for joining us. And, Russ, I'll be talking to you on the other side. Have a good week, everybody. Keep your eyes on the sky and, and order that zeolite. All right. We'll see you next time, everyone. Thanks for joining us. DeliveringTheTruth.com.
Good night, all. Good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.